Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me. Oh, this guy who is here in the place. John Wayne, that's right. I am here in my neon palace of sin in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, coming to you. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you for joining me once again as we are back on this new uh, year, this new tear uh, of of everything. Um we are back again fully. Thank you for everyone who stuck with me uh, during the break and came back. And all you new people listening, thank you for checking out the show. Uh, I hope you enjoy. But uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you again for being here. I know that it is a, uh, you know, in the sense of the time that this is happening, it is the the, the country is being gripped in uh, Jack Frost's maniacal icy claws as we speak. Everybody is getting uh, pummeled with snow and ice and coldness all over all my uh, East Coast friends and and middle of the country. Chicago's getting hammered right now. Uh, So I got a lot of friends in Chicago. I hope you guys are doing okay and staying safe and warm. Uh, But I got to say, sorry, Uh, sorry, not sorry, here in a good old Las Vegas, Nevada, while it is cold here in this desert town, um, it surely is not anything uh, close to what most of the country is going through, even very close to us, uh, because I know um, in in all of my driving, uh, I've I've talked about driving in the snow before and how much it sucks, but, you know, right here bordering us, when I, this, the route that I take out out of town all the time, I go through Arizona and New Mexico. Both of those, especially New Mexico, is getting hit pretty hard with a lot of snow. I'm glad I am not driving in it. It sucks to drive through the snow, even on a straight shot down a highway in the middle of the desert. That's even scarier because if you fucking wipe out, hopefully someone can come help you. I don't know. You're in the middle of nowhere. So I'm very happy that I'm not driving, but I do send warm, warm wishes out to all of you who are freezing ass cold, and I hope that uh, it gets better uh, out there for you. I am here, of course, drinking a nice big heaping cup of black ass coffee. Black as shit, because that's how I like it. And I am, of course, got a nice new piping hot bowl of Grandpappy's medicine right here. Mm, let's get some. Ooh, very nice. Today I am smoking uh, from Cushberry Farms. Um, wedding pie, me oh my, it's a nice, uh, uh, it's very aromatic, tastes very, very good too. We're sitting at about a 17% THC here, not as high as I usually like to go, but hey, you gotta, you know, mix it up sometimes, you gotta, you know, do tolerance things and, and, and all that kind of stuff, so I, of course, uh, stopped into, uh, my local oasis here in downtown uh where i get all of my weed from uh as i am the, on the vip club i'm on all that i love everyone there uh scooped in yet swooped in yesterday i was fucking hung over yesterday everybody you know and it wasn't even what happened like you know it wasn't even that i went out and had like a huge crazy night and then i'm like oh no it's now it's four and i'm hammered and i'm gonna oh, tomorrow's gonna suck it honestly started very innocently, as most of these things do. On Friday, I was, uh, I, I did, I've, I've been like balls to the wall work, uh, doing a bunch of shit because I have so much stuff coming up and I have to leave soon. So there's a lot of like my days have pretty much been uh, start to finish, packed with, uh, you know, getting, you know, getting all my stuff together. You know, writing, uh, meeting deadlines, doing narration. I'll talk more about that. I, I've got to, uh, you know, restock. 
We got our contest going on, all this great stuff. But yesterday, um, you know, Friday, I started uh, doing that towards the end of the, the day. I, w- I had a podcast to do with somebody. Uh, we'll talk about that later as well. And I just started drinking some beers and I had uh, several beers. Met Scarlet out at uh, uh, the Red Dwarf here in town. Great place. Uh, she went there after work, and then we came home, not even that late, but uh, decidedly had, uh, you know, a, a marked amount to drink, and then yesterday just sucked. It, we, you know, I hate being hungover like that. Um, it's such a waste, but I did manage to scrape myself out of bed, get over to the dispensary because I was completely out of weed uh, from the day before, so I, I was able to pick this up, and, uh, you know, it worked its magic and got me going again. So here I am uh, again today. First of all, uh, before we go any further, huge shouts out to my Patreon supporters. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, you have no idea what it means to me. It, it, you know, I could try to express my appreciation as I do every time. It is sincere and authentic, and I love you all for the support. Um, please check out my Patreon if you have not already. Just go to patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead or go to johnwayneisdead.com. Hit that Patreon link. It'll take you right over there to my page. You can pledge. Um any of the, you know, different tiers that are available, uh, but every tier that you play, anybody, whatever whatever level you join at, you get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, which is on my uh, Patreon page there, weekly, back to weekly now. Um, there are over 125 episodes for you to, you know, all the back episodes you can listen to, and that is the show where I talk to artists from around this great land of ours, the whole not only the country, but the world too. And uh, that I meet a lot of them on the road. Sometimes these are, are, are interview conversations that happen in hotel rooms or the, you know, at the con that I'm at at the time, or, you know, we do them over Zoom if we're, you know, crossing paths here and there, ships passing in the night, but they are fun. I really enjoy talking to other artists. I like to hear about their process uh, and just have a great chat, you know, and this is artists of all kinds, not just writers. These are musicians, actors, models, singers, dancers, uh, sculptors, visual artists, all kinds of people that I get to talk to. And it really is a cool uh, conversation for me. And I think it's, it's, it's one of my favorite things to do. So please check that out. The Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, only available on my Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, hey, you could pledge that and uh, get access to all that great stuff. Plus, got a lot of cool things coming out on the Patreon, some leaks uh, that are going to be available only to my Patreon people to hear some songs, um, see some video footage, things like that that will only be there. So uh, again, if you can uh, afford to help out a little bit, I certainly would appreciate it so, so much. It keeps me going, especially I'm about to hit the road, and uh, it it really is crucial. So thank you all for your support to my Patreon, and uh, if you haven't already, give it a look, check it out. Any help is appreciated, even listening to the show, sharing, my, my, sharing the show, sharing my books around. I appreciate you guys so, so much. So we are, so like I said, a lot, of, a lot of great stuff going on. We're going to talk more about the Awesome Dude for Life uh, podcast later here. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to get back into the swing of things here before we do that. You know, kind of just chat. Again, I said, like, I'm getting ready for everything. Uh, create, like, getting my inventory back up. Uh, I have a brand new banner that will be unveiled. Actually, if you go to johnwinisdead.com right now, 
on the splash page, the first thing that comes up, that new image, that image that's up there will be the new banner that will be flying behind me at the conventions this year. Uh, six foot by four foot, big, colorful, awesome. Um, it's, you know, black light responsive. So I'll have my lights back there that make it kind of look like it's moving and stuff when it's behind me. Uh, very excited for that. Um, also like I've been, and I know, I think I talked about this, but the, the, the collages that I've been doing, uh, the tarot card collages, a lot of, you know, you know, I do, I did a tarot deck. I drew, uh, came out last year, uh, 78 cards based on the rider weight. And when it was delivered initially, the initial shipment, uh, partially was wet so there were a lot of, like 15 or 16 damage decks that were just wet and swollen uh and you know completely ruined uh but rather than in which they all replaced them it was all fine but rather than just chunking them or not doing anything with them you know they've they've dried out they're still the cards are still there and i've been making these collages on 11 by 14 canvases uh basically like decoupaging them so they're all sealed and shiny and cool and have texture to them and uh I don't, I've been, the way I've approached them, I've done 16 of them so far. Um, I'm planning to knock at least out another 12, hopefully, before I have to leave. So I'll have a nice full, like, uh, you know, inventory of those for people to look at and check out. Uh, but, you know, I don't have any set pattern or any kind of like, okay, this one, I'm going to do pattern A, pattern B. You know, these are all diff. Every single one of these that I'm making is completely different from the other ones. There's no... Uh, oh, I'm going to make this one look like the one I did four times ago. I'm just basically sitting down with the blank canvas every time, piecing the collage together in different ways, using different cards. There's never a, a repeat card on any of the canvases. You know, there's never a double or anything like that. Um, and it's it's a lot of fun, and I'm excited to bring those out to have at the booth as well. Just another little, um, I don't know, just uh, that's cool. You, you, you When you tap into, like, you know, that creative energy, that creative muscle in a different way. <laughs> Um, and, and it's, uh, it's fun and therapeutic to do these. So I hope that, that you guys, um, enjoy those when we get out, uh, out there. Um, one thing that has, you know, taken, uh, huge, uh, like this week came up, uh, within the last like week and a half or some, you know, things come up and sometimes you have to, you have to, uh, you know, go roll with it. You have to adjust your schedule and readjust because, I've been very good at, excuse me, trying to, uh, you know, plot out my time better every day. Like I said, it's been balls to the wall getting things ready. So I can't really afford to have a lot of downtime right now or just like, oh, what I'm doing right now. So I have a lot of things planned out. I keep track of a lot of things. I'm very like weird, meticulous like that. I have notes, goals, so many notes for the day that I'm like this, 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 checklists. I have a little like actual physical planner that I got now so that I can, you know, open it up and see the week and be like, okay, I got to do this. And, and I can actually, that helps me plan out what I'm doing a little bit better just to see it down. And I know that like, okay, by the end of Tuesday, this has to be done for some reason, like having that in writing right in front of you, it, it I, you know, it works for me a little bit better than just telling myself in my head, all right, by Tuesday, you got to get this done. But if I see it written down, it's just like, it clicks better or it's more motivating or I don't know what it is. But, uh, but yeah, like, so I've been just not a lot of downtime. But what popped up, very cool, very good. You know, we've been talking, um, I've been talking a lot about the new John Wayne is Dead record that's coming out this year. It's all done, recorded, mixed, mastered. We've talked about it. If you listened to last week's episode, uh, I had my my drummer and friend, good friend Chris Jett on the show. Uh, 
he was on the podcast, uh, the Patreon podcast, and then we listened to a little bit of his conversation here in this in this feed, uh, talking about the new record, talking about recording it, all the all the kind of stuff that uh, went into that and has been going into it. But um, we have been uh, recently added to a uh, six day tour here on the West Coast with uh, some friends of ours from another uh, awesome punk band out of Florida called. Interestingly enough, Billy Doom is Dead is what they are called. Now, we played with them last year um, in Texas when I was going through Texas. we uh, Chris came up and met me. We played in Denton with them. Uh, great guys, great band. It's funny because we've never we – ne- we didn't know we, – we only knew of each other this past year. It wasn't like uh, the names like came off of like inspired by one or the other. You know, I've been using John Wynn is Dead for fucking over 10 years just for my booth and for my comp- – you know, to – as my business name and all that kind of stuff. And just, it's a real, it's a catch all to say like, yeah, this is a John Wayne is dead thing. Like all of that. But the band is, you know, the proper name of the band is John Wayne is dead. All one word, no spaces. And, uh, we'd never met these guys before. So we thought it was really interesting that their name was Billy doom is dead. Um, and, uh, very cool. They do like a punk rock, like more rock and roll rockish punk rock thing. And it is badass. Uh, they're, they're great performers. So they added us to this tour that they are on for these, uh, dates on the, west coast here that's going to be in the uh, march i believe starts in the second week of march but if you go over to johnwayneisdead.com to the show's page all of those dates will be added um this week to there so you can check those out and plan accordingly especially if you're on the west coast um we i know we start in reno and our last date of the uh, that we're on the tour is in las vegas um back here at home so uh you know i know we go through la san diego i think uh maybe sacramento i I can't i can't remember but you know we'll hit reno hit california all the way down and then shoot back over to vegas and uh, and 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 end our leg of the tour now the thing about that is we have this new record we have it ready to go we have everything being sent to the you know i just finalized all the art Uh, i had to get picture these pictures taken care of all this kind of stuff so i finalized all the album artwork and then boom we get this thing dropped in our laps so you know if you don't know anything about pressing vinyl or you know getting vinyl made it takes a long time it is not like a okay two-week turnaround you you can't just like submit stuff to a to a press or or whatever and they're they're like all right we got you mr sir no problem we'll put these on the on the expressway to hell it takes forever because you got to you you know you get in a queue and then when they get to your project, it's a lot of work. It's not just you know, it's not like a like a CD burning deal where they can just fill a bunch of trays with CDs, hit one button, and it burns five hundred at a time. It's not like that, you know. So it's a process. There's a lot involved in getting a vinyl record made, and it takes a long time. So there's no way that we could have. You know, plus this record's coming out through a label, so we can't just be like, hey, can here's all the stuff. Can we have this in two weeks? No, that doesn't that wouldn't work like that anyway. So what we decided to do was uh, release a tape for this tour so that we have something um, with the new music on it that'll be available on the tour. So and you might be like tape. Yeah, I mean, cassette tape, you know, and those are. Uh, I know you. Must, some people are like idiots, like some people are so adamantly against the cassette, like cassette releases in, in the modern times. I don't mind it. I love my cassettes. I have a double, you know, in my stereo, my Frankenstein stereo system that I have here. I have a double, you know, cassette uh, component deck on on as part of it. And I, you know, I I don't pick up tapes a lot. 
But anytime I'm at the record store or whatever, I always go to the tape section and see if anything cool comes up. You can get a lot of a lot of great albums that are on cassette. You know, some of them sometimes they you know sometimes these these record stores get a little uh, I don't know what like they get a little like ooh la la like think think it's very important and try to price tapes out like very high and I'm like no it's not like. I don't think it's necessarily worth paying like over 20 or even $20 for a cassette today unless it's got some special shit that comes with it and you know downloads and all this art or something like that. That's different. If it's a if it's a whole experience which you know we've tried to put you know I I really love album artwork and the way albums are laid out uh in all forms. So of course we want to make the special but like that's just you know you can't you just can't make them that expensive because not a, a lot of times, and I'm fully, you know, I'm self-aware enough to know that a lot of people that buy tapes from bands these days, it's, it's like a kitsch thing. Like they're not, they don't even have the ability to play them, but they just, you know, hey, I'm supporting the band and I'm collecting and, and that kind of thing, which, you know, is what I do as well. So I definitely can appreciate that. But it was like, okay, we're going to do this tape now. You know, everything has to happen super fast. So it's like research this at the beginning of the week, finding tape. Um, do like tape places that, that, you know, finding the, a good price, how many we're going to do, what's going to be the, the, the layout, uh, how do we want these to look, how much can we afford all this kind of stuff. So we had to act very fast. So this week was very busy with me, um, drawing all of the, the artwork for the, the tape, the cassette itself, um, and then and doing the layout of the art so that's the interior and the and the cover you know uh exterior art that shows through so I, I you know i conceptually came up with that back and forth with chris you know what he thought his thoughts and then putting it together i did a variant um so we could have a couple you know two to look at and choose from and then putting it all together getting you know you have to download the templates from the from the place that's going to make these tapes you have to make sure everything fits everything's in the right format and uh and again it's like then you upload it all and hope for the best i guess you know it's just uh it's one of those things that just you you it had to get done we're on a time crunch and we put a lot you know a lot of time went into that but i gotta say man it looks killer uh maybe we'll do a uh you know, a little sneak of the art here soon uh, on on my socials there, so you can see what the what the tape looks like. I'll definitely uh, be posting it on my Patreon uh, with this week's episode, so you can check that out. But yeah, it was that uh, that work, and then um, we needed a new T-shirt design uh, because you know, again, we needed something new to sell. We're pretty much, we have like maybe four t-shirts left. We've been trying to kind of get through our inventory of what we've had this past few months or year or whatever to get that done and clear it all out. Uh, but I came up with a quick design because thank, thankfully, you know, this was a little bit easier to deal with because we, uh, the the guys in Billy Doom is dead. They print their own shirts. They have that capability. So they will be printing our shirts for us, uh, which makes things completely easier uh, takes takes a couple of steps out of the difficulty level of, of getting that completed and, and getting it done on time. So that was very fortunate. But I still had to whip up some designs for shirts, um, which I did, and that is all finalized and sent over to him uh, to be printed at, even probably as we speak. But very excited. Diff- whole new design for the shirt uh, that that we'll have. Whole new tape cassette with the new record. Uh, it's it's 
pretty exciting. But I can say, as of this record, which I'm doing on a Sunday morning, the day before it comes out, everything was just turned in probably 10 minutes before I hit the record button. That's how much it was just like, get up, get on, we got to get it in, got to get turned in, got to get the shirt to him and, and got the proof back already. Uh, things are going. So everything is locked and loaded for this tapes and this shirts. So you may also be like, well, what's the rush? And you got to get all this stuff in. And you're just going to go play these shows. Well, one of the things, guys, this is, you know, this is a punk rock tour. We're not playing at the House of Blues or anything like that. And even if you are playing at that level or, or, or the tour that you're on is of, of that level, it's still very, very hard to come away with money from those shows uh, or a decent amount of money to sustain you in any way. Now, with these shows, us being added at the last minute, I don't know, you know, you, it, it, I don't know what the breakdown is going to be, but it's probably not not much. We most likely are just playing for selling, being able to sell our shit, which happens a lot. A lot of bands have to do that. That's just how the music industry is. So that's why it was very important to rush these things, get them out, so we will have new things. Uh, and when people come see us, we're going to be playing in front of a lot of newer, uh, newer crowds, people uh, who maybe haven't heard of us or seen us before, or maybe heard of us and are coming out to check us out. We want to have stuff there. Um, plus, we got to get to the next place, man. We got to eat. It's all a rich tapestry and a very delicate balance. So uh, I am happy to say, though, that all of those things are done. The tape is ready. It The album is called Who Hurt You? Uh, awesome, awesome record. And to expound upon that, um, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, Chris and I talked about uh, our good buddy Marshall Mars Hall, a.k.a. Uh, Marshall Sanchez, who produced this record and really brought the best out of the entire thing, the the songs, the lyrics, the story, everything. And uh, we were talking about that. We were talking about him. And wouldn't you know it? We got him on the show. We got him. Uh, talked to Marshall. He wanted decided to, you know, he wanted to come on and talk about it as well. So this week uh, on the Patreon, you can listen to the full episode of Myself, Chris Jett, joins me again, speaking to Mars Hall, a.k.a. Marshall Sanchez, our producer, um, musician extraordinaire out in Memphis. And we had a, a excellent conversation about music, about producing, about uh, learning, about playing life, all of that stuff. And it was it was an amazing talk. And um, as you know, I do like to give you a little uh, glimpse into what's happening over there on Patreon. So... Right now, I want to, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of our conversation uh, that uh, myself and Chris Jett of John Wayne is Dead had with Marshall, Mars Hall, uh, talking about our record and, and talking about his music uh, career. So uh, here is a little bit of that. Check it out. You know, what's funny is, like I said, like um, when we talked about us getting together on this deal, um, it was mostly just because I was psyched to talk about the record uh i'm super hype on it uh and you know music that like not to uh you're supposed to do the yes and on the improv right but uh -huh. in terms of playing music right now like uh this is the most active i've been in a while uh in terms you know music playing music myself i haven't i haven't played a show since december 2019 um and you know, it was this weird thing that happened to a lot of people where it was like, oh, I'm going to have all this time. I'm going to just, I, I've had an album in the can for like five years, mm -hmm. maybe more. And it's like 70% done. Like, uh, 
eighty percent done. It's it just needs like some vocal retakes. Uh, it needs some drum some drum work. Um, but I don't know, man. This thing happened where uh, I found a lot of other people. I was in this writing group uh, out of Austin, but it had people from all over the world and. You had to put in a song a week or you get kicked out. Uh, and it was pretty heavy duty. And I, I had honed in my production shops on that. Um, you didn't have to produce your songs. You could record you and a guitar on an iPhone or whatever. But um, I was doing that. And I'd been doing it for a couple of years. And 20, you know, the COVID thing came around and I was like, oh, this is dope. I'm going to record so much stuff and nothing. I didn't, I didn't actually take a guitar to a case for literally more than a year. I mean, hmm had no interest. I wasn't even listening to a ton of music, but, um, there, there was this thing, this girl in the group told me, I, I complained about it after a number of months. And she, uh, explained about this hierarchy of needs thing where like, there's this pyramid and at the bottom is like eating, sleeping, staying alive. And you go up that. And at the top is the creation of art and, um, like, you know, conceptual stuff, things that aren't literal an expression of yourself. And she was like, we're in this bottom part where we're all trying to survive. And for most of us, it's really hard to kind of like abstractly think about stuff and put it into art. And that really blew my mind. But mm -hmm. um, long story short, like I just, I, until uh, I started getting involved with this record, I, I wasn't doing much. I did play a lot uh, for a long, long time. I, I've had some big breaks in, in between, but uh without bogarting this whole segment the very short version is i uh i moved to new york city uh the day after i graduated college to be an actor did a few auditions and was like fuck this there's so much competition and i had uh, musical training i'd played some i played in a band in high school it was like really really rough but um I was like, oh, if I play music in New York, I can play whenever I want. You don't audition, right? Like you just book shows. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a buddy who had come up there who was a songwriter. I bought a drum kit for like a few hundred bucks and we started playing shows. Uh, some other guys saw me playing and I started playing with them and that went really well uh, for a while. Um, then Katrina happened. I left New York, went back to New Orleans where I'm from. Didn't play music for a really long time and came to Memphis, got the bug again, decided I was going to make a real album. And I did over at Easley Studios with Doug Easley and Stu Sykes. Um, and uh, then just got really into producing and have done a lot of I, that's what I like now. I, I, I would be happy to play a show again, but I get off to sitting at a computer and don't we uh, all recording. Different uh, oh, shit, oh, oh, yeah. That stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really good with the, uh, off mouse hand. Um, but this has just been so great for me, man, working with you guys and working on this deal because it, it reignited that spark, um, of just loving music and loving music creation. And it has inspired me to hopefully get my album finished up. Uh, I'm thinking that will probably be the last for me in terms of stuff like that, because it's just doesn't hold my interest. I'm much more interested in collaboration, working with people um, more than having someone listen to one of my songs and tell me if they like it or not. I like working with somebody else and them saying, man, I love that idea or let's do this. And also that, you know, that's right. just, that's just where I'm at right now. And, and um, 
and, and I really I to, I want to talk about that and how that works into like how you worked with our album, like yeah. for sure. Yeah, sure. But like you, how you came into our lives though, just to give people context. Like mm-hmm. Chris met you. Uh, mm-hmm. for, Chris, are you there? Are you back? There you go. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, I think you, he's playing Flappy Bird. I think he's flapping his bird. Uh, but oh. he's, he's looking down. Um, yeah. But Chris, you met Marshall. How did you got you? You guys met like this is such a like this is how weird life is, and how things come together. Um, you know. He, Chris, please. You I, guys met like I was. You, I, I was cooking at. You a were his bar. boss. Weren't you? Forty-five or degrees. Fifty-five degrees. Fifty-five degrees. We're still. It was ten degrees hotter. Paychecks, I think. Yeah, that's right. It's true. But uh, I don't know. Like the application came in. I was like, "There's no way I can hire this dude. He worked for all these famous people." And like, I was like, "This was is like, at a wine gonna, bar, gonna, the wine bar yeah, restaurant that you that you were cooking." But like, yeah, we ended up we hired him, but then we, I don't know. We just clicked because like we'd have bands come in and play jazz bands, live bands. He's like, "I play drums. I play drums." And then, I don't know. This was also like, right next to the Starbucks that you and yeah. I worked at together. Right, where we right. met. Yeah, yeah. So I'd heard a ton about you, John Wayne, before I ever met you. You were kind of this mythical creature that uh chris was telling stories about but um i hate this yeah we we just damn much no (laughs) we hit it off i was at a really weird part in my life uh i had grown up in that area and had this horrific accident um and ended up having to live there for a while and had to uh get a job more in the area where i was living over in spring and Mm -hmm. um this is in Texas. Just and so I had worked people. in the wine industry. Yeah, Spring, Texas. And I had worked in the wine industry for a long time at that point. And um, yeah, I got a job there. And Chris and I really hit it off. There was a, a few people there. It was, a, it was a, a fun, close-knit little group for a while. It was very, like, it could fucking be a script for a sitcom. or That a, place or was so was, fucking weird, It dude. was crazy. It, it was, was so It was weird. all like, and- it was, there was so much, it was illegal. Oh, uh, God, it was 100%. Fucking, Oh my God, dude. There was so much wild shit. There was like our, our manager above Chris was this just out of a movie, incredibly weird, cool character, uh, JW and that, wasn't that it? Right. Chris yeah. was a JW. Yeah. Uh, very the weird owner, dude. The very owner? cool though. No, no, no. He was Jonathan. like, the, there was this yeah. other, dude, there was that this guy other was guy like that was, a, he was also was like out De- of a movie. He was like a lecherous like kingpin or something. Deborah, De- Deborah's cousin. He just showed up all of a sudden to manage the money because he thought that John, she thought that the other owner was stealing money and like allegedly, allegedly people. everybody that's listening. Yeah, sure. Right, right, cover right, right. Yeah, so he yeah. just showed up and like he just started managing us <laughs> like he's he he's he was like this middle aged African-American guy like with the mustache who was just so chill, like his nerves never got worked up. And uh, I still use one of the things he said. Every week, because he'd be like, hey, man, how's it going? And he'd say, just walking the planet. Just walking the planet. And I was like, yeah, it blew. I was like Kung Fu, man, like walk the earth and shit. Yeah. And he kept in touch, man. After that, that place fell apart because I'm not saying anyone was stealing money, but there were some stuff that was. I think everyone was stealing money from that place. Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I ended up moving out of town. I moved to Memphis. And uh, yeah, he would like check in with me every once in a while for. A couple years, and like Chris said, like we ended up being shorted pay, but like he did get me some of it, and he didn't have to. I was long gone, you know. So I think about that dude. I wonder where he's at. But anyway, yeah, I got to know Chris. Um, 
I, I haven't spoken to any of those other people, but Chris and I became good friends and we've stayed good friends. Our families got together during COVID. Uh, we all rented this place uh, in Louisiana and hung out and Chris has come to visit with his son. Our, our kids uh, get along really well. And they have a good time. And uh, I've met his dad, who is a treasure. The mayor. Um, yeah. And yeah. Uh, our wives get along well. So it's just been cool. And it's like we do that thing where we don't talk all the time. And then but when we're back together, it's like no time has passed. You know, it's great. Our wives. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. Man, and uh, but, you know, through that, like when when Chris and I started this band, started John and his dad, Mm -hmm. uh we were definitely like full bore like energy like going like we were going for it which like we still like this is just ha like i don't know had like a different kind of uh full tilt to it i think and you know when we started touring like he was like dude we got to hit up marshall have him like you know when we go through memphis or whatever and you have been incredibly helpful uh to us when we came you know through there not only just in letting us like stay with you but like helping us out with shows you know we you one of the bands you played with played with us we played at uh what's that one place the buccaneer or what was it called but it burned yeah, down it burned down like a day after we played there or something not like long that after like, is also that what it was called? illegal shit that was yeah the buccaneer the and, buccaneer uh, that I think place it was a oh you want to talk about illegal we were sitting out yeah. on the little patio and people are just like lighting off fireworks like they're like in the yeah. like, like like they're the little chinese boy in in boogie nights we're just like setting fireworks off and just throwing them at you and i was like what the hell are we at right now uh but <laughs> it was that known sound as like system, the best fireworks show yeah. down system yeah. amazing amazing that was a cool spot fucking place dude yeah and it, it just so happened to burn down like not long after they lost their liquor license so you oh know, jewish you, lightning you be the judge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know, um, my my girlfriend is Jewish, but she didn't know what Jewish lightning was until I I told her what it was. I was like, you've never heard that yeah, term before? Uh, and she was like, no, I don't think so. I was like, well. I, I think, honestly, that's the first time I'd heard it. And I have, uh, I, I have I'm a. Uh, when I said it to you right now? Yeah. Jewish lightning a, is when you burn it down on purpose sure. to get the insurance money. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have. I have a lot should of I Jewish take all friends. This I, I think should we'll, I take this all out? Not at all, dude. No. I have a lot of Jewish friends who'd be very proud of you if they haven't heard that yet uh thank you no there's like, some yeah. good some good uh yeah i'll well, refrain all due respect no, dude no my yeah yeah, yeah scarlet's like you know she's a, she was raised orthodox and i was like you've never heard that term before she's like no i was like well yeah that's why on so i'm your boyfriend on that's Shabbos. right you know what i mean <laughs> there's there's yeah there's some that stick with jew cocky was one that i learned from howard stern she uh, loves Howard Stern as well. You, you throw a bag of nickels in in the <laughs> face, yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not gonna, I'm not taking this direction with this podcast, but no, 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 it's not um, the, it's not that that one yet. But we'll yeah. we'll come back for that one. But yeah, sure. Uh, um, but yeah, it, the long live the buck. It, it is one of those spots that every every town has um, at different points of time. It was very small. It fit. Uh, it was great because you could get 50 people there. 20, 20 people there felt sold out. Felt good. Feels good. Yeah. It, They'd cram 50 people in there. Um, it was very weird. You know, if you remember, it was split in half. So the stage was like one side, the bar was the mm -hmm. other. Yeah. Um, and it did have a cool sound system. And everybody in Memphis really misses that place. But it was a total shithole. Oh, it was um, a shit. In the best way possible. You know, was, absolutely. The, dude. Yeah. The Go other Chris. place that we, pl we played with here. Uh, uh, the Lamplighter. 
Lamplighter, yeah. Lamplighter. Also a fantastic bar, still up and going. In fact, uh, under new management and ownership the past few years, and they're doing a bang up job. It's a that great was the, place. that was that other bar. It was, and they've dude, now expanded it. Rules, dude. Yeah, and they doubled it. They actually uh, took over the spot next door and busted out the wall. And they have a when you guys come play that again, it's big. It's cool. It's so really the nice. lamplighter was like. First of all, it reminds me a little bit of this. There's a bar here in Vegas called the Silver Stamp. Uh, Chris, I took you to the Stamp, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the Silver Stamp is like, like in in a, in in that like when you walk into the Silver Stamp, it's like you walked into your uncle's basement in 1982, and he was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, he drinks beer and he's got tube TVs and wood paneling. But the Lamplighter was like, yo, we close at 2 a.m., but we hire like six Italian ladies to come in here and smoke cigarettes from 2 a.m. till 10 a.m. when we open again, just so we keep the smoke going. Like that's what well, that they were also the like. they were also the place that closed at 2 a.m. But then for a lot of people, that's when they opened, you know. Okay, we're back. That is some of a uh, conversation I had with Mars Hall, Marshall Sanchez, and Chris Jett and I talking about our new record, the recording process, talking about his musical career. Uh, good stuff. If you'd like to listen to the whole episode, which I certainly hope you do, please go on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash johnwinisdead or johnwinisdead.com. Hit that Patreon button. You can uh, pledge for you know as little as $3 a month. You can hear all of these episodes, this this full episode and all 120 plus back episodes plus videos, music, everything that's on the Patreon wall you have access to now. Uh, so please uh, help if you can help us out there, and I hope you enjoy uh, the episode and checking him out. Now, uh, before we get any further, I forgot I was going to say this at the top, but you know me. We just forget. We go. We roll with it. I have a contest giveaway going on right now. Um, I launched this. If you follow my social media, which I hope you do, at John Wayne is dead on Instagram and TikTok, uh, and just John Wayne Communale, my Facebook. I am doing a giveaway that. Started on the 11th of January here, 2024, but from now, basically through, through the 21st of January, you can, any book you order from my website gets you entered for a chance to win my Electric City giveaway. And the prizes include a hardback edition of Electric City's Neon Infection, uh, the limited hardback, which was released from Thunderstorm Books this this uh, uh earlier this you know a couple months ago i think yeah two months ago or a month ago and uh you know i believe those are completely gone so the only way to get one is to win this contest they are uh signed signature sheets are in there uh plus i will personalize it for the winner also the prize includes that and some nice high quality prints of a couple of the uh images from my tarot deck uh plus plus custom art and a surprise surprise prize that will be in there that you will learn about upon your winning. So all you have to do is go to johnwinisdead.com, order any book from the website, from my shop, and that enters your name in uh, to to get to win. Simple as that. And you get entered, your name gets entered for every book you order. So not just an order, but if you order three books, you get your name in three times. Four, four books, four times. You you understand. That's how it goes. Um, and I'll be doing that drawing. I'll uh, I'll do a Instagram live or some or I'll, I'll live on one of my platforms and let you guys know on when we p- pick the winner on the twenty second after the contest is through. But uh, please check it out. Go to the shop, pick up a book. Maybe you've been you know eyeing or a couple, and 
you know, you could win a, um, a limited book that, you know, and an awesome prize, pa- prize package, and I'm happy uh, to do it. Thank you for everyone who's ordered so far. You still have another week, so get on it, friends. Get you this, get you this uh, package. So, um, narration-wise, I was going to talk. I, I finished this week narrating. Um, I was hired to narrate my own book, my, my Splatter Western, All of Your Dreams Will Come True When You're Dead. From Death's Head Press uh, and Dead Sky Press, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I got to use my ticks, uh, break out my western accent for that whole book. Boy, I tell you, it was a uh, it was more fun than a possum in a pickle jar full of Peter's penis. But uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. It is done, um, and uh, I'm sure that you know now it's done and turned in, and then whenever they get it released or whatever, I will be, uh, you know pimping that hardcore. So, uh, but also, you know, I, I did that and, and got that knocked out because I have a very big narration project here that is, uh, I sh- will be starting, um, this week, uh, from another author that hired me to do this. And I'm very excited. It is, uh, kind of on a larger scale and, uh, it will be awesome. And I, I hate to be vague, but I, it's not my place to announce it. Once in a, once it is announced, I will, uh, scream it from the rooftops and all that kind of give all the other details but it was kind of like uh you know i'm just getting ready for that got i got everything lined up for that and ready to go um and we'll get that started but you know hey look for my western out there uh coming soon to the old uh audibles and uh, i think they're gonna do a wide release on that so it's gonna be on google play and all that kind of stuff too uh so anyway um you know I, oh, you know what I wanted to do? I, I forgot to do this last week. I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what I've been reading and 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 taking in uh, as far as my uh, art consumption goes. I have uh, first uh, got to give major shouts out to Brian Smith, excellent horror author, one of my faves. Truly, um, he he works a lot with Grindhouse Press, um, and you know he's he's been out there for a while and he's got a bunch of great great books. I just finished one of his uh, that I enjoyed quite a bit called The Gauntlet. Uh, you know, he he's very awesome at just creating. Uh, he's you can really get lost in Brian's books. You know, it's he's he's it's it's almost effortless the way he writes and he puts you in the scenes and he's got. I think he's got like a real a voice that I recognize or like a style, uh, definitely a tone and uh, all of his books. Uh, I've enjoyed all the ones that I've read. So the gauntlet was, was very, very cool. I, I highly recommend that from him. I'm also reading, um, th- a different than, you know, my regular, uh, you know, genre reading this, I got from, um, a local bookstore here in Las Vegas, Avant Pop Books, which I want to give shouts out to them. If you're in the Vegas area, downtown, Please go and support them. Schwa and Sugar, they own that and they are amazing. Doing a lot of great stuff. They do a lot of great, they do a lot of poetry things. They also have a podcast. Check it out. The Avant Bo- Avant Pop Books uh, podcast. They have a lot of good in- interviews on there. I, fe- like yours truly here, will be uh, featured soon. Uh, we're getting that scheduled. So I'm not on there yet, but I have been invited. But while I was at their shop uh, recently, I picked up a book by a one Charles Bukowski. Uh, this is called The Mathematics of the Breath and the Way on Writers and Writing. Now, that's kind of a little misleading because it's not uh, it's not a book about like 
uh, you know, it made me think because when I read something like that, I think immediately kind of of Stephen King's on writing. Right. And he talks about processes and things you should do and uh, good habits and, and, and kind of a bunch of writing advice that that's more of like a book like that. This is not that kind of a book. He you know, this is basically a collection of a lot of essays and, and such that he wrote. So it's all like nonfiction. Uh, but, you know, these are essays that were published in different magazines throughout the years and different other publications. And while it's not um, it's not like a teaching book, like an on writing book is if this, then that it's more like what you glean from these essays as a writer, you can't he's he's telling you something. He's teaching you like kind of like read between the lines of what he's saying, not not like that. But you learn something about, like he talks about the small magazine. He talks about a lot about people and a lot about other writers and a lot about readers. And it, it's within that, all of that information put together that you kind of co- you come away with why this is called uh, on like a book about on writing and writers. Uh, so it's not like an instructional book. It's not teaching you in that way. It's teaching you in a different way, uh, if that makes sense. I'm almost done with this book, and I am. Uh, I, I'm. I, I very much have enjoyed every every single one of the essays that I've read uh, so far. So I'll probably finish this up today. I'm almost done, but great book. If if you are a fan of Bukowski and and you've maybe read his, uh, you know, which he's the majority of what he's done is poetry. He's got a couple of novels out there, I know, but this book I highly recommend. If uh, especially if you're a writer. Uh, you know, it's it's very cool, and if you're into Bukowski at all, I think you're gonna like it quite a bit. So uh, again, so that's what I've been reading. I want to make sure I, I, I want to, you know, kind of put that out there. I like to, I, I don't really have a lot of people to talk about what I'm reading to, you know, Scarlett and I talk about it and that's awesome. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of on an island by myself a lot of times with, uh, you know, when I finish reading something and sometimes it's cool to discuss it. And so I'm going to, you know, make sure I'm, I'm telling you guys what I'm reading out there and, and hopefully, uh, you can you know hit me up and maybe suggest some great stuff to me. I'm always looking for for great stuff. So, um, so moving along, I want to you know we talked about the tour. Like that's been on my mind a lot. Um, you know, not not just my book touring for the books, but now like the the music. You know, we got this tour. We got other dates going. We got a lot of things cooking with this the, the new record. All these the promotion, everything that has to happen with that. So, um, I just was thinking about those kind of things and what kind of a, you know, what I, you know, the, the format of the, the show is changing a little bit, I'm more kind of a free flow with it. Not so many of the segments that I was doing, like I said, Corey hotline, rest in power. It is dead. Uh, it is no longer in my possession. If you call the Corey hotline now, the, the number, I don't know what you're going to get. You might, it might ring to, uh, Timbuktu. You might get a, you know, the China Palace down the street, which would be great because then you could order some Chinese food, which just sounds really good right now. Uh, but uh, I don't know. Ch- Corey Hotline's gone. Card of the Day readings have moved, um, you know, at least officially for the time being to my Instagram stories every day. You go If you follow me at John Wayne's Dead and you're into tarot, I do. A, I have a card of the day uh, on there every single day. So you can check that out there. But this is just more like, hey, we're going to chat a little bit more of a relaxed fit. I'm not saying that segments aren't going to come back. They, they probably will. But as I was saying in the last couple episodes, I was, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to still do the podcast. I was feeling burnt out. 
Uh, but now I'm rejuvenated and I'm ready and I'm, I'm happy to be back on this mic to talk to, uh, to talk to people and share, uh, just share my stories, share the progress, share the journey that I'm going on. I guess that sounds really stupid, but whatever. So thinking about the tour, thinking about things that happen, uh, I was, I was remember, I, 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 my mind was jogged of another tour story. Now I'm, I can't, I'm pretty sure now, you know, we're on episode 303 right now of the show. So uh, some of these, some of the stories that I told, like at the beginning, uh, I know I've, you know, hey, here's another version of that. Or here's, you know, we're going to tell it again. This story, I'm pretty sure is on there somewhere buried deep in the uh, backlogs of this, of this podcast. Or it might not be. I know I wrote this story for Grown Up Storytime, which was in Houston, the show that I wrote for. Uh, I know I wrote this story like as a, you know, written story, but I can't remember if I told it on the show. I, mu- I must have. But in thinking of all the the stuff and the tour and getting ready, I, I remembered this tour story, which I, I, I find is very, very funny. Uh, you know, one of those things that happened. So um, we're going to tell, I, I, you know, we're going to tell a little, a little story uh, from the road, stepping back in time a few years to one of the earlier John Wayne is Dead tours, uh, and uh, we'll see what happened with that in our friend Bobo. So, um, you know, back a few years back, one of the, one of the tours that Chris and I went on as John Wayne is Dead. We, you know, we're just two guys and we've taken, uh, you know, had people come with us to help out before and, and sometimes it's just been us two. But um, on this particular tour, this is before, now a lot of you have heard us talk about uh, Atom, our tour manager, Adam. This was before uh, Adam had joined our, our crew there and we uh, we were we were starting this tour and a, a friend of ours uh, was like, hey, I want, you know, I'll go, I'll come help. Uh, and and we'll, his name was... His name is Bobo. Let's call him Bobo. That's his nickname. I don't know. I don't want to put him on blast now. He's he's a professional person, but he uh, you know he's like I want to go with y'all, and we're like okay. Now Bobo's great. Love love Bobo to death. Not near as hardcore uh, or or anything as as maybe Chris and I are in the sense of what it is to go out on the road and do this. Not just a one night party, but like two weeks worth of this over and over again. How do you do it? How do you keep it under control? Bobo's just along for the ride, you know, or, or he was, you know, wide-eyed, you know, pie in the sky, thinking this is going to be awesome. I'm going to go on a tour with a rock band, whatever, um, you know, and and he was excited, and as he should be. Now, we started, and here's the thing. Here's what's, This is something that I, I deal with. Um, even with, you know, today with people at conventions is you don't want to go. It's only a lot of times I say, I turn to some of my friends sometimes and I go, it's only Thursday, dude, or it's only Friday, man. And you still have the whole weekend of, of working your booth, working the tables, doing the con and you're drink, maybe drinking like it's fucking bachelor party or the, the ship is going down on a Thursday night. And I understand I, I've been there, but I've learned. So that's why I try to keep it a little bit more in check. Not to say I'm perfect all the time. I still it still gets away from me. But you can't like it's exciting. You get a lot of times on a Thursday, you show up, you set your shit up, you're getting ready, you see all your friends, people you haven't seen in a while, you start talking, chatting. It's easy, easy to start like 
hey, let's do some shots. Oh, I got a bottle. Let's go outside. It's easy to, to stay up super late, drinking too much because of the level of excitement, you know, and then you pay for it. Not only the next day, but usually through the whole weekend. See, these are things that I've learned. So I try to better uh, myself on them. Now, we went out and uh, the first stop on our on our tour, this was when I this we were coming from Houston, Texas. I still lived in Houston. And our first stop was in San Antonio, Texas. This was a place uh, called Zombies. Now, I don't know if it's still there. I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. But uh, I played in a, the other band I played in, Letters to Voltron. We'd also played at that place. So I had kind of a relationship with it. I knew what it was. Zombies is like a horror-themed metal bar, rock bar, or whatever. In the, it wasn't downtown San Antonio. It was like out in the suburbs, you know, only on the outskirts of town, uh, but which is fine. A lot of great venues are like that, you know, all over the place. This place was cool. You know, they had like all the bar, the bar and all the tables were like, uh, you know, decoupage and finished with like just horror scene, like uh, images from horror stuff, you know, monsters, zombies, brains, you know, it was a zombie theme. Everything's decorated as such, like a big Halloween bar or something. It was like, so the aesthetic, amazing, perfect, love it. Um, Big stage, great sound, uh, you know. Just kind of, I guess, hit or miss with the crowd sometimes because it is in the suburbs. So uh, I remember we, you know, we get there. Now, this is, again, this is the first stop. First stop on the tour is this show. Uh, One of the other great things about Zombies was they really took care of you as a band. Now, you know, he, the guy that owned it, I, I can't remember his name, Brian, maybe. Always took care of us, always gave us something money-wise when we came through, um, even if it was like 30 bucks. Like, he always made sure to give us some kind of money that he could afford to pay. But he also would take care of the bands in the sense of, like, the drink specials that he gave the bands were just out of out of control, dumb. Like, uh, you could get, like, I think it was like a 22-ounce pour of Buried Hatchet, which is this... Uh, a beer that's a, what is that, stout or something, I don't know, it was, a, it was dark beer, but it was like 14% or some shit, like he, this all, this guy also was very much into craft beer, so there's a lot of craft beer there, you know about craft beer, a lot of it is very high in alcohol content, so when you make these beers that are normally be like maybe $8 a pint or $6 a pint for, you know, normally, and then you're charging the bands like $2 a pint, it's super easy for that to get away from you, also if you're giving the bands like I'm going to give you guys a couple shots, you know, on the on the house or whatever. That could get away easily too. So you have all of these factors at Zombies, right? So we we do party a little bit. You know, we're having some drinks, having some stuff. Bobo is there on a, you know, he's at the time free. He's a single man trying to, you know, find some find some fun out there and we meet it he meets a young lady at the bar and chatting her up. Uh, you know, we have some drinks. He buys rounds of drinks for us. And then he buys this round of shots after we've played, you know, we're kind of getting maybe even the night might have been, been winding down, but he gets this type of shot called a zombie shot. It's a house shot, right? House special. It comes, I don't know what the hell is in it, but it is like a glowing yellow fluorescent liquid, like something on a movie that you would see that like, Oh, don't drink that. That's the evil potion. Well, that's what the shot was. So we take this shot and I'm like, oh, it's disgusting. 
um, we go out. I remember we're loading out the, you know, Bubba's still talking to this girl. Um, he's like, Hey, she, she likes to smoke weed. Do you want, do you want to, you know, load a bowl and she got, we can smoke. And I was like, yeah, cause I always have weed, you know, smoke some bowl. She then is like, well, I have some weed too. And loads a bowl, but like her weed was, you know, regular, like swag, Reggie, whatever, not like the good kind of weed that I am accustomed to smoking. So it was just, you know, kind of like dirt weed, right? Whatever. No big deal. Very happy to have it offered to us. But something about it, we smoked that her bowl after mine. We've had these shots and I start feeling bad, dude. Like my, I'm starting to get the spins. I'm starting to feel like, you know, just not good, not good. Um, you know, I don't know what ended up happening, but Bobo blew his chance with her. I don't know because he because he's coming back with us. You know, we're in the we're in the the, the van and um, we were staying at just at a motel, like literally down the street from the venue, down the freeway, like four minutes away. So, you know, Chris, so we we get over there. I can't. I'm in the back seat, like kind of. I remember just kind of curled myself up because I was feeling so bad. Like everything just hit me. And uh, they're laughing at me. Ha ha, look at you, pussy man. We pull up to the place. I open the the side door and just kind of sit in the, you know, in in the van, like in the van, my feet on the ground, out the door, and then just head down between my legs. And I just start puking everywhere, just puking. So like just so much puke. And they are laughing their asses off at me, just laughing, laughing. And I, I mean, I puked like everything came out, like uh, shit from like a week ago that was still hanging around. Boom. It's all out. I'm like empty as shit. Everyone's laughing at me. Ha ha ha. La, 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 you idiot. I'm like, or not you idiot, but they're like, ha ha, you know, whatever. You know, we're just having, they're having their fun. So we get there, we check in. They're still up doing, I'm like, I have to go right to bed. I have to. I think I, maybe I smoked, tried to smoke another little bit of weed, but I just got in bed. I, I go to bed and I am out. I'm out. Next day I wake up. Chris is in one of the beds. He's obviously not in good shape. I get up to go take a piss. I open the bathroom door. Laying, sleeping, passed out on the bathroom floor of a, a dirty motel. Wrapped around the toilet is Bobo. And I'm like, Bobo, what, what are you doing? Wake up. And he's like, huh? Um, uh. I was like, are you okay? No, no, I'm not. I was like, well, get up and go get in a bed. I'm going to shower and stuff. So I get him up there. I think he throws up again, gets in bed. I'm out. I'm fresh as a motherfucking daisy. I got all the poison out. All the evil was out of me the night before. It's all in a fucking dried pile of puke out in that, out in that parking lot. All the evil. Those guys, they kept the evil in them too, too long, and it really took them down. They were hung over as hell. Felt they both felt bad. Not now, Chris, he's no stranger to danger. He 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 bounced back a little bit better, but Bobo was not having a good time at all. He was uh, you know, very, very ill. And he we got going, we got uh, I think we stopped at uh we just went through a Starbucks to get some some coffee, some black coffees and bagels, right? We all just got a bagel. Easy bread, get it in you, you know, I'm driving, I'm all happy, smiling, hey, everything's fine, I'm feeling great, guys, let's go, uh, you know, we're driving, Bobo is 
dying in the back, like head down, like eyes closed. He can't, you know, he's trying to drink, trying to eat. I think maybe he tried a couple bites of his bagel, but we're on the freeway driving, um, you know, maybe like 10 or so minutes after we, we get going, after we get coffee in us, after all that. And Bobo's like, I've got to throw, you got to stop, man. And I was like, stop where? He's like, you got to stop, man. I'm, and I was like, Bobo, we're on the, the freeway. Uh, I don't, where do you want me? He's like, just pull over. You got to pull over. And I was like, okay. And he pulls, he gets the bag from his bagel and puts it to his mouth and like, you know, heaves some. And I know a little bit comes out in the bag. I was like, all right. And I just pull over to the side uh, of the freeway. He jumps out and just starts projectile, like, where it's like flying like four feet away from his body and you know that I had my camera at the ready my phone and I took a picture of him mid like a mid spew coming out of his mouth on the side of the road and now that picture is buried deep in my Instagram somewhere uh but if you if you want to you know get froggy and try to find it I don't know if I want to dig that deep but it's in there and I now it was my turn to laugh and boy did I uh it was very, very funny. Um, we weren't mean-spirited about it. You know, we're just having a good time. But the fact he's like, he pukes in that bag, and he tries to bring bring the, he's holding that bag with puke and bagel in it, and comes back, and I was like, no, 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 no. That, that belongs to the outside now. You don't bring that back in the car. That, that's an outside thing now. We'll, we'll try to good karma ourselves for the, the littering later, but you're not bringing a puke bag back into the car you know once the puke bag leaves the car that's where it stops it doesn't come back in that's that's it exit only so bobo uh I, our next stop was in austin and uh he we we tried to sit in a bar uh a, a, this bar restaurant pretty much for a couple hours because they were playing horror movies and we were watching that i'm fine i'm i had something bobo's trying to eat he's just down i was like you got to probably just slam a beer or two dude to bring you back and he's like no I don't even want it. I'm like, all right, man, I don't know. But needless to say, Bobo did plug. He plugged through. He made it uh, He made it through the night. I don't think he drank. I don't even think he drank the next day after that, too. I think he took like two days of drinking off. And then uh, for the rest of the trip, he definitely did not go um, anywhere near as hard as he did that first night. But that's what happens. Hey, you go, you know, you learn a lesson, you know. That first night gets you sometimes. It really just jumps up and bites you. But uh, but we lived to fight another day. We had a great uh, a great tour, and uh, so that uh, you know, and Bobo, he lives on. He's a good man to this day. All right, there we go. Hey, great great tour story. Loved it. Love you, Bobo. If you're listening, uh, appreciate you. Hey, everybody, thank you again for tuning into another episode. Don't forget my contest giveaway is going on right now every book you order from my website between now and january 21st 2024 gets you a chance gets you entered for a chance to win uh limited edition hardback custom art prints and a special secret surprise gift that you will learn about upon winning every book you order and get your name entered in a chance so check it out also don't forget hey Check me out on my Patreon. Little as $3 a month, you can join one of the tiers and get access to not only the episode that I played a portion of at the, at the start of this episode with Marshall and Chris and I, but every single episode that is up there. Over 120 episodes that you can listen to. 
all kinds of artists, all kinds of great conversations. Don't forget, up oh, the dogs are up. Go to go to johnwinisdead.com uh, to the show's page for the tour dates, all of my book signings. It is filling up fast. I'm getting a very full schedule. Uh, so check it out and, you know, all the books and everything is available on the shop page there at johnwinisdead.com. So check that out and don't forget to follow me at johnwinisdead on Instagram, on TikTok, and I will see you out there very soon. Bye.